welcome back to Joshi Joshi. This is a uh, a breaking news episode that we didn't expect to do, and I'm here with Tom. Hello. Hello. And, uh, well, how do you want to do this, Tom? Because we also wanted to talk Cinderella real quick. Do you want to cover well, that first? We could briefly talk about it, but I think I'm the only one who's had a chance to see it of the two of us. So I have only seen GIFs. Yes. So... Let's break down Cinderella roughly. Uh, It looked like a very fun show. There's a bunch of very quick matches. Uh, I really love the new style of Konami, where for some reason she really, really resents Queen's Quest, and I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's funny as hell. I guess because they didn't pick her, but they just got proven right, which we'll get to later. Anyway. Uh, And they also used it as an opportunity to push Natsukatora. Basically, right now, they're pushing a lot of people I want them to push. So... uh, and Arisa Hoshiki is really fun. <laughs> I love Arisa Hoshiki. That's all there is to it. Um, I had heard, again, I haven't seen it, that the tournament MVP MVPs were probably Tora and Konami, and that Arisa was kind of disappointing until the finals. What what say you? I would say that they were more consistent than Arisa, mm-hmm. but it, when it came to crowning a winner, no one really it's not like I thought that there were, those two were better choices right? than Arisa, because Arisa has like main event potential written all over her. And but so, in terms of matches... Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I really... I do think that uh, Konami and uh, Natsukatora were better. Awesome. But yeah. they are... They're still at that stage where they're role players, and they're breaking out from that stage to be more than that, but... It's too early to push them beyond what they have been established at for too, so long to yeah. get them to, to crown them at this stage. Whereas for Arissa, she's just coming in and slotting her hires much more straightforward. So, yeah. And I the gifts I did see of the finals, I saw some of the uh, the finishing sequence, and those knee strikes were just filthy. Oh yeah, the the, the final set of knee strikes where they the, they did a a shot of the first one from behind that looked fatal, and then yeah. they, they got the hard cam version of the the one that follows that up directly, and that's the one that everyone's seen. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, she, well, she and, and oh, my, that the flash kick as well. I was the, gonna the, say it. It showed showed both of those, and then it showed the Brazilian kick, and all three just looked like complete murder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I love the fact that at the at the, when the final when she actually challenges Momo, Momo's responses along the lines of. Well, I mean, when you first ke- first arrived back in the company, you said my fi- my kicks were fake. Yeah. I, I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will. We will. But the I'm Cinderella... Uh, sorry, carry on. I'm hoping Arisa wins there. I don't know. Um, I could I could accept a, a, a draw, honestly. Yeah. I think Arisa would be a great white belt champion, though, and it gives Momo an opportunity to move on, uh, create some fresh title matches, mm. and once again, we'll get to it later, it also helps alleviate the death grip that Queen's Quest has on the titles, every <laughs> title. Well, every title except for the high speed and the trios. Right, right. And I, I, obviously, at this point, my, my keenest desire is to see a Queen's Quest team playing the trios uh if if azumi wasn't injured at that point i want to see her challenge for the high speed but yeah um 
yeah anyway what we're dancing around here is the reason that we decided it was necessary to record a emergency podcast episode which is that we have a new red belt champion out of nowhere and this is going to play a lot into how we want how into the stuff you're talking about how momo's future plans uh what she's going to do and some degree of parity between the red and white belts and the roles each of them is has played and will play going forward right so be priestly be kagetsu for the red belt out of nowhere yeah and b has always been quite highly she's been very respectably booked in stardom she yeah she's always been extremely strong yeah she went to the finals of the cinderella um she's had multiple uh title challenges against people like io shirai she goes to the final four of just about any tournament she's booked in Hmm. when she doesn't eliminate herself (laughs) um (laughs) yeah 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 but this was and I can just I can, the the majority of the reason people feel so shocked by this is that it was kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, and I've read some justifications that it wasn't out of nowhere, but that's sort of getting into the realm of fan fiction. It, it was out of nowhere. Any yeah. any reasoning that can be made is like us filling in the gaps for them. Mm. Yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit about your initial reaction, Justin. <laughs> yes. Uh, not the kindest tweet. Um, so you want me to read this tweet? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So I, I woke up and I had a message on my phone from you, Tom. Tom, mm-hmm. And uh, it said – I forget what it said. Check the stardom results, basically. Check the stardom – something like that. So I did – and it turned out B. Priestley had won the title. Um, so I looked on uh, Twitter and found a promo from her on my absolute favorite subject in the world, uh, the Japanese Ocean Cyclone Suplex, <laughs> which she has renamed now the Queen's Landing. Um, so my my immediate visceral reaction <laughs> was... This is quoting the tweet now. Imagine a wrestler known for being sloppy. So sloppy, she accidentally eliminated herself from a tourney just a week ago. That's, of course, referring to throwing herself over the top rope and eliminating herself in this year's Cinderella. Her claim to fame is disrespecting a legend. Now, imagine giving her the top belt based around that disrespect and nothing else. We are stardom. And I followed that up with, I am hyped as fuck for dull world title matches and having to listen to the same circular argument for the next few months, though. Can't wait. (laughs) So your reaction wasn't positive. I was not too happy. (laughs) (laughs) So... I mean, I think my reaction was a little bit different. Uh, Mainly, I was very surprised, but I also thought it's likely that Kagetsu is hurt. I don't think so, because she... People say things like, well, now she can rest her neck, but 
she wasn't really having a lot of world title singles matches in the first place. Hmm. And from what I can tell, isn't she still wrestling? Didn't she wrestle today? Yeah, but there's a difference between having world title matches and having tag matches. Yeah, but this is but, just business as always. Though. But I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, I think one of my problems here is that after the long Tony Storm reign, which was kind of a booking problem, let's say. Right. Because they couldn't book her. Right. <laughs> they, um, people thought that the biggest, the best solution to that was to take that belt and put it on one of Stardust's biggest stars, i.e. Kagetsu. Which right. is a perfect, which is exactly the right choice. That's the choice I would have made. Yeah. And that would be the thing that would bring this belt back, take it off ice, and put it back into the forefront of stardom and its promotions. Yeah. But, and what Kogetsu's had nine defenses. Especially lately, Kogetsu's biggest feud appears to be with Azumi. Kagetsu in her position doesn't seem to occupy world champion space in the same way as say Momo Watanabe does. Right. Uh a lot of Kagetsu stuff revolves around like people beating her, going to time limit draws with her, and then there's respect and her reign, I don't know if I'd call it disappointing. It was to a degree. Um just because we have to compare it to Momo, and obviously Momo's reign is incredible. Hmm. Um, so it was dis- it's disappointing in that sense. Uh, not a lot of really great matches, maybe three or four, uh, which isn't bad. That's fine. Um, that's, what, a third of them, almost half. Um, but the title seems secondary to the white belt, as you were saying. Yeah. I, I Again, I want to say disappointing. I, there's nothing wrong with what Kagetsu did in the ring. It's just that I don't think that the promotion around it necessarily... Did it ever really feel to you like like Kagetsu was the main champion in this promotion? No. No. Um, So really, I mean, the white belt, or the red belt, has sort of been pretty cooled off ever since Tony won it. Mm. And this does bring more attention to it, but I'm not sure it's the the best kind. Um, this, This is kind of my point, which is that at this point, it's a, it's the de facto secondary belt because yeah. when Stardom wants to put on the best match they possibly can or the biggest highlight they possibly can, especially for international audiences like say yeah. in New York, they'll turn to Momo and they'll highlight that belt. Yeah. And so my first point would be, I don't know what it really harms to have B Priestley win this. Well. Because in the end, it, it really is the biggest belt. Even though if it's not treated that way currently, you still have things like Arisa Hoshiki saying, uh, I challenged for the white belt because I don't feel ready for the red belt yet. You have uh, Momo herself after the match to be said, one day I hope to challenge for that belt too. Um, so even though it may not be booked as the top belt, when people talk about it, the wrestlers themselves talk about it, they refer to it in that manner. Um, and I did change my – once I calmed down and thought about it more, I will just get one one final thing in is to say I can't imagine looking at the stardom roster and thinking the, t- the, the choice for the top belt is B. Priestley. And that's not that she's awful, but – 
It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The other arguments I've put forward here are have you, uh, the match itself is excellent. Yeah, it's very good. Very good match. And B is moving to Japan. She is in June or July, something. Although, to be fair, B and Will are kind of the wrestlers who cried move when it comes to that sort of stuff because they, uh, I think last year they were supposed to be moving to Australia. That's so. what I remembered. Why do <laughs> they live know. in Australia now? I don't know what's happening. I know they bought a house, but I've no idea where. Oh. And, you know, I see Will, Will Ospreay at shows in London, so I assume it's in the UK. Mm. He still trains at the Resistance Gallery, apparently. Uh, still training people. So, yeah. Um, I, I know that. For, uh, he, I saw him locking up with girls after matches at Eve. So, <laughs> I mean, he probably just, you know, how some people have a, another home, so to speak, abroad. Yeah, yeah. Well, He's I also, probably just running um, a flat. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is actually um, running a storyline in RevPlo where he's moving to Japan as well. So maybe they're all going. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it's just a home and away type deal. Um, But um, with B. Priestley moving to Japan and working with her new contract with AEW. Right. My perspective would be that you want to make her into a star before she goes to AEW so that when she when she moves moves between the two promotions the crossover people see her as a highly regarded person in stardom as well which is also a double edged sword because if she's not booked especially strongly in AEW it makes stardom look bad well that's largely down to Kenny yeah well whoever's got the book yeah well Kenny and Brandy so yeah I mean, it's interesting to note that at the moment, Stardom has professional relationships with WWE, AEW, and uh, ROH. Yeah. And to a degree, I suppose, New Japan, just by the fact that they were, you know, on that show together under ROH. And it feels like Will Ospreay's heavily involved half the time anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. I I just want to expand a little bit on the B Priestley thing. So... <laughs> my my fan relationship, my thoughts about B Priestley are like all over the place and they have been forever. So when she first came to stardom, I didn't really know who she was except Will Ospreay's girlfriend. Uh and then she didn't do that well, but she was booked like a monster with Kelly Klein. I didn't really like that. I thought she was okay. I didn't really dig it, you know. But then I heard uh, who's the podcast for the millionth time that you got me onto the little the little Englishman who interviews wrestlers. Oh, uh, Flash Morgan Webster. Him. I heard B Priestley on there, and uh, hearing her story about the brain tumor and all the stuff she's been through. As a person, I'm actually a pretty big fan of B, or I was until the trolling thing. Um. I don't know. That's just weird. So anyway, I became a big fan of her there and I thought she got better and better and she was fine and she got booked very strongly. I mean, she was already the top Gaijin since Tony left, frankly. Um, Nobody else could really say that except maybe Viper. Um, But she was fine. And then you get the, uh, the Manami Toyota controversy, which at first it was just, 
young William running his mouth. <laughs> it's sort of being a troll on the internet about it, which annoyed me. But then there was sort of an ambiguous tweet that uh, was going on between her and Viper where I couldn't really, it was ambiguous. I couldn't tell if she was sort of fucking with her or not. So I don't know. I guess I should be on the side that says she was not. Um, but then she's obviously going to keep using the move. She doesn't give a fuck about that. And she even renamed it. So that pissed me off too. But then <laughs> the the latest revelation I had, <laughs> revelation, whatever, the latest change in opinion I had is, well, it does seem disrespectful. And to a degree, I guess it is. On the other hand, in a, in a very strange way, it's actually quite respectful because she did the move in the first place because of how much she enjoyed and loved and respected all of what Manami Toyota did. And has anybody ever kicked out of B Priestley's version of that? I don't think they have. So they're booking the move like death. Hmm. So even though Manami Toyota may not want her to do it and asked or told or whatever her not to, and she's doing it anyway, it came from a place of respect and it's still being treated respectfully. So it's, it's very complicated to me. Well, yeah, I, we we've done an episode uh, which we at this point commenting on every time that Will Ospreay somehow got involved in an online debate, <laughs> we'd sort of draw a line underneath it because Will Ospreay yeah. is a well-meaning idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when it came to this, I just thought, okay, by the time we record a podcast, it'll all have blown over and it'll all be mean, meaningless, and there's no point in discussing it. How I wrong, mean, he, how wrong he, I was. <laughs> he he is an idiot anyway. He's so funny though with how he, stupid he can he be. Knows like he's he, an idiot. That's the thing. He got mad and said something like, "Who cares? You can steal whatever moves you want." Blah 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 blah. And then like the next day, he posted like, "Oh shit! I think a few years ago I was yelling at people for stealing my moves." <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the last time that Will Ospreay got involved in one of these things, I saw him at a live show the next day. And he was just openly saying to the crowd, "Look, I d don't be a, don't be like me on the internet. Don't be an idiot." <laughs> yeah. But regardless, um, when it comes to the when it came to the debate surrounding uh, B Priestley using the Ocean Cyclone Suplex, my underlying thought was, as long as she's doing it for a reason that progresses in terms of uh, her character, or and the move is respected fundamentally as a murdered MDK finisher. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, and it seems to be going that way. Now, I think you felt roughly the same way up until the point Manami got involved as well. Well, and even then I cooled off from that until that ambiguous tweet that her and Viper were doing where I... I don't know. I just can't. The Internet's hard. That's why, you know, people get confused and arguments happen so yeah. much on the Internet. So you can't <laughs> tell intention a lot. And I couldn't tell if they were sort of trolling her or what the hell was going on. But I'm I'm going to be a positive Peter. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say they weren't trolling her. So, but yeah, there's a difference between, say, I would be more annoyed if B. Priestley just kept using the move and was sat in the mid card just using it yeah but it feels like she's using it as part and she started using it 
as part of an evolution in her character to build towards something and that yeah. something is this yeah. where she is the top champion of the company technically yeah and definitely. her finish is this highly regarded japanese move now if she's going to use that to do stuff like build heat with people and build feuds and have people going at her talking about respect and actually have stuff playing off this i've no yeah. problem with it at all me either as, uh, if, if, if she was just going to use it as a tribute to Manami Toyota, when Manami Toyota said, I don't want you to use it, and then she said, uh, I don't care, but it was yeah. never addressed in any kind of storyline, or it never had any, like, outline. Yeah, it, yeah, if it never had any point to it. Right. But, you know, it's wrestling. you got to do stuff to draw money. That's yeah, the, that's, I mean... That's the main aim in this. Yeah, absolutely. So, and if... They can somehow make her hated with Japanese fans or even just a talking point about like exactly what the Western fans have to argue back and forth about all the time with it. Then that's that's great. Well, Manami's designated successor was what um, Tokyo Joshi Sports. Uh, so having B Priestley drawing that comparison with her and having that debate in amongst internally amongst Japanese fans about Ooh, who's got the better ocean cycling suplex. Yeah, that's something you can something you can use. Yeah, it's smart from that perspective, and I don't know. I think I am back to being pretty much a hundred percent positive. So <laughs> I we, had my... we waited twenty four hours and you lost all your anger. Yeah, <laughs> that happens a lot with me. I get over things. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm quick to anger. I don't. I can't remember the old idiom, but uh. Well, it's supposed to be quick to anger, slow to forgive, but you're not oh, that. So. No, no, I forgive even quicker. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so on a personal level, for her struggle, I really respect her. Uh, she's doing the move out of respect and using it in a respectful way. I respect that. Mm -hmm. And she just had the single greatest match of her career to win the title, so I respect that. So I am fully willing at this point to just sit back and see what happens and hope for the best. And I, I think it'll go pretty well. I mean, she's not going to – that's the problem with having Momo as a champion is nobody's going to compare to Momo. Momo is ridiculous at this mm -hmm. point. Um, maybe, maybe a few could, but it's just tough. But in her own – space as red belt champion i th i think she'll do pretty well and of course this plays back into what you were talking about before where both arissa and momo would like ideally to be going for that red belt at some point yeah and when you were talking about arissa being the person unseating momo that might lead to momo versus b it could yeah. be that b is a transitional champion it could be that b has long-term plans like yeah. it could be that she's champion right through up until she starts with AEW and see what we see what's up with that. And so. I have a feeling they're going to be sort of TNA ish to start in the sense that it'll just be TV taping. So she can go record four weeks of TV in two days and come back. Yeah. Which is interesting because Hikaru Shida's moving there, but yeah. B is moving to Japan. Yeah. So who knows what kind of schedule is being operated here? 
Maybe they can get a third house in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Oh God! No, I've already listened to Will Osprey describe his financial situation, and I know that's not probably not an option. <laughs> I, I don't think they'll be doing a a ton of like a big house show run. Probably, I, I think the the projected dates is like a hundred a year. Yeah. Which I think pretty much allows for, uh, I mean, at best, one TV taping and one house show a week. Right, right. So that that's probably the expected schedule, but I don't know if those tapings would be condensed together or... Yeah, I mean, knows? we don't know if they'll record for it once or if it'll be live or we don't know anything yet. But it is interesting to go back to the original point that... B would move to Japan and Sheeta would move to Vegas. Mm, mm. Especially with yeah. B openly saying she'll be full time with Stardom. Yeah. Even even if she's only half time with Stardom, that's a lot more than most Gaijin would manage. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, this is the first time a Gaijin has been given a tracksuit since uh, Zaya. Yeah. And uh, B Priestley looks like she actually might continue wrestling for the company. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, that yeah. Zaya's gone back, hasn't she? So she did go back for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Shows recently. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think we're broadly positive on the. Beat I think we are. We are. I I got pretty angry to start. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't like the surprise. I didn't like the Queen's Landing thing. But I probably got a little bit worked. Mm. But. You know, as a wrestling fan, it's nice to be a little bit worked. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> that's also, why we watch. You you were quite harsh on B about the botching, and I mean, there's a couple of the points I would raise in that regard. Firstly, I acknowledge that B Priestley sometimes is overambitious. There's a reason that one of the corners that Eve's um, shows is called the B Priestley Memorial Corner. Well, there was for about a year, maybe roughly. Just a conspiracy theory, you know, tongue in cheek, that she was trying to kill Hazuki because she <laughs> kept fucking up with Hazuki all the time. But, but uh, yeah. Um, but when it comes to like stuff like being eliminated from battle uh, from the uh, the tournament last week, and how I, the stardom spots where they do the over the rope eliminations, you know, so many of those matches ended that way, and yeah. they're always kind of kind of risky, aren't they? <laughs> two people on the outside i mean i don't i don't yeah they generally are i didn't again i didn't see this one how ah, did she right. eliminate herself it was just kind of uh i think she might have been meant to catch herself on the way out and didn't uh-huh but... oh so it wasn't like the two of them fighting on the apron no no it was she sort of cartwheeled over the top with hazuki already in the outside and then they announced that B Priestley had, and then Hazuki sort of dropped off the apron a second later, and they announced that B had won, and Hazuki kind of flipped out and like went, "Wait, what?" Because <laughs> it was it was way too obvious that Hazuki had won. Yeah. So that was just kind of a mess. Interesting. But when it comes to that sort of thing, you know, look at like John Cena and Batista accidentally ruining a Royal Rumble, and by extension, Vince McMahon's legs. <laughs> yeah. Like, should they not have been pushed as main title contenders because of that? Right, right, yeah, you're right. And all, but there's a world of difference between those two and B Priestley. Um, but I don't know. I, I, 
so far, I think I think she's going to put so much effort into making yeah. those singles matches stand out. She's got so many good people she can work with. Yeah, she seems genuinely dedicated. Yeah. The, yeah. She she really enjoys being a part of stardom, it seems like, and uh, won't take this for granted. And I don't know. I'm positive on it. Yeah. I'm glad we both are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just give me 24 hours to calm down. That's all. <laughs> going to, he'll put you in the angry dome. See, that's... And he'll that's, come back that, down. That's the goddamn thing about uh, social media is like, I post this publicly. <laughs> that 24 hours later, I don't even feel that way anymore. I'm sure well, that happens the, the, to people. The, the reason I know that you posted that was because Chris sent me a message with that tweet saying, Justin's trying to get blocked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should just be able to have a nice, respectful debate about everything, and people can acknowledge that people can have emotional moments, and yeah. just move on. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, in addition to this episode, we also have another episode that was just recorded just before the Cinderella coming up. Yes. So, both episodes should be released probably around the same time. Yeah, uh, we don't know which will come first. If this comes first, you can expect to hear from our past selves in the other episode. So that's why we don't address <laughs> it in that. But we thought we'd like to... It's a big happening. We didn't want to leave another month before we discussed it. So Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows what your emotional state would be by that point? It's up and down, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so yeah, that is, uh, that's the breaking the breaking news. Uh, B Priestley, new stardom champion out of nowhere. Yeah, but we, we think it'll turn into something good. Uh, so we're out of here. If you want to catch us on Twitter, I am at coffee, C O F F E E. Yay. Y A Y. And Tom is rabbit Stavros 77. Cause I'm difficult. So yeah, <laughs> yours, yours is difficult. And mine is just, just makes no sense. Has has <laughs> nothing to do with anything. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we'll wrap it up there. Good talking to you, Tom. Thank you very much. All right. And uh, we'll see all of you in the next episode. No, don't preach to me.